Good morning, everyone. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. As always, we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. I want to publicly say God certainly blessed us at Riverside Baptist Church yesterday. We had a great time of worship, a great time of thinking about the day that the Lord's going to return for us, that he's going to split the eastern skies and yet his church, the dead in Christ, shall rise first. And then those of us which are alive and remain will meet him. And we just worshiped him. We had a great time of remembering what he did and having communion. And I always pray that God would get me out of the way. And praise God, he did. And he come by and he showed up in a great way. And to that end, we're going to postpone. We started a bit of a series about Elijah last week, but we're going to postpone that and pick that back up, Lord willing, next week. For this morning's broadcast, we are going to look at Psalm chapter 18. We're going to take uh, just three verses. We are going to read the heading to Psalm chapter 18. The Bible says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. The heading here tells us a lot about this psalm. It was written when David was no longer on the run and threatened by Saul. Interestingly, the word used for hand is the same word is used for Paul in 1 Samuel seventeen thirty seven, when David said, The Lord delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, now the paw of Saul. He realized it was the same God. It was the same strength that protected him those years ago that protected him now. They saw he had become as a wild animal chasing after David, but God delivered him and God protected him. And he says, he proclaims, I will love thee, O Lord. The word here used for love would be reverently explained as hug. Have you ever been so in love with God that you just want to hug him. I can't help but think about the feeling I get when my son hugs my leg. I know how it feels to me, but how must that feel to him? How must that feel when he reaches up? He's one year old in a few months. How how must that feel when he reaches up going through the yard and he his little hand's not big enough to grab my hand, but he grabs dad's finger and he holds on and he is completely trusting me to protect him. He has completely trusted me to steady him, to help him walk, to take care of him. And here David is, as he talks about the Lord, I think he's saying that's completely, that's what I've learned, that's what I'm doing. I'm completely trusting in the Lord. He says he's my strength. He says my, he uses this nine times, my strength. He's taking possession of the Lord. He's taking possession of all that he has to offer. And I want to ask you, 
you know, when have, when are we going to start as Christians taking full possession of our Lord, taking full possession of our salvation and what we have in Christ Jesus? He is my strength. The word here for strength is only used in this place in the Bible. It means help. He is our help. Isaiah 40, 31, the Bible says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. We've got to see it says they that wait. Oftentimes that first part's left off of the little sign that you may have in your living room, but the Bible tells us we've got to wait on Him. Sometimes we try to get ahead of the Lord. We try to move before He's told us to move, and we get ourselves in trouble. But the Bible says that if we wait on Him, if we wait on His time, if we wait on Him to move, He will renew our strength. We'll mount up with eagles. We'll soar above the problems, the troubles, and the trials that comes in life. We'll run and not be weary, but we'll walk and not faint. We need to wait on God's blessing know that He will be our strength when wait. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I want you to know that David next says in verse number two, he says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. He is my rock. It is him that holds us. In Matthew chapter seven, Verse 24, the Bible says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And when the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house, it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. We've got to realize, we've got to know that he is our rock. We've got to make sure we realize that it's him that holds us. It's his word. It's his truth. Jesus Christ, the Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is our savior. We need to make sure that we've got our roots planted down deep in him and we can trust him as our rock. He says he's my fortress. David said he's my fortress. That means a stronghold or a castle, literally a wall around us. We often pray that God will put a hedge about our service, about our family, that he'll put a protection around us. Well, Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue Thou shalt rise against thee in judgment. Thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. We can know, we can trust that there is a stronghold, there is a protection, there is wall around us if we're servants of the Lord. If we're doing His will, if we're living for Him, if we're trusting in Him and His righteousness, and we're living for Him, we're serving Him faithfully, Know that the Bible says no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper in every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment shall thou shall condemn. God will condemn it. We, we have a heritage. We have something we can trust in him. Our 
great fortress, the Lord. That's number three. There's nine of these. Then he says, he's my deliverer. The word here means to carry away safely. In Psalm 22, 4, the Bible says, our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. The Bible says he led captivity captive. Thank God he went to paradise and he he took those in paradise with him. He brought them out the days that he was in the tomb. He wasn't just laying there resting. He was busy going and getting those that have went on before that have trusted in the coming Redeemer. And I believe today that they're absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. They're with him. That's where we get to get to go. Thank God that we can trust in the Lord as our deliverer. Second Peter 2 9 says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. He maketh a way of escape anything that cometh against us. He can also deliver us from that. He can deliver us to safety to the other side if we trust in Him. If we lean on Him, He makes a way of escape. Then David says, My God, He is my God. The word here is the word to, for the Almighty. He is the Greek. The, he says in Revelation 1, 8, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Alpha and Omega is the Greek first and last letter of the alphabet. He is the beginning. He's the ending. He's everything in between. He is the almighty God. He is the creator of the universe. I'm glad I'm not trusting in some little G God. I'm glad I'm not trusting in some God that you can't hear. I'm trusting in the God that created everything. He's the beginning and he'll be at the end. He is the end and he is everything. I'm glad we're trusting in a great God. Then David says, he is my strength. The word for strength in verse 1 means help, but here the words translated, the Hebrew words translated rock 64 times, strength five times, sharp two times, God two times, beauty one times, and strong one time. To understand the context of strength here, we must see the next part. It says, in whom? I trust, which means to flee for protection, for refuge. He is my strength. He is where I run whenever I'm in trouble. He is where I run whenever problems arise, whenever I feel like I can't go on anymore, whenever you feel like you can't go anymore. We need to make sure that we run to Christ, that we're trusting in Him. He says He's my buckler, my buckler. A buckler is a small shield are a defense that we can run with. I'm glad my God will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He'll always be there. I can trust him no matter where I'm at. If he sends me out somewhere into the far country, into the mission field, no matter where he sends us, we can trust him. We can know that he will protect us, that he will be there. There's no way that we can get away from him. David then says he is my salvation more importantly it says he is the horn of my salvation the lord is literally the power behind or the reason for david's salvation from saul but more importantly he is the reason behind our salvation from eternity in hell paying the price for our sins he paid that price that we could not pay we 
would have paid it with her soul, spending eternity in hell. But he went and he paid that price so we wouldn't have to. Hell couldn't hold him. And he come back and we can trust him. He is literally the horn, the power of my salvation. David then says, my high tower. A high tower is a would be a cliff, an inaccessible place. We can soar to lofty heights in our Lord to an untouchable place. David knew this as he was always on the run from Saul and his army, but because he was anointed king, he was untouchable. Being sealed with the Holy Ghost makes us untouchable. The Bible says we're sealed until the day of redemption. I'm glad. I'm glad I am fireproof. If I lose my mind, if somehow, some reason I decide that I don't want to be a Christian anymore, if some reason I go so crazy that I decide I don't want to be saved, it don't matter. It don't matter. I cannot lose my salvation. I'm fireproof. If I lose my mind and I don't know him, I don't know who he is, I don't know anything about the Bible, don't know who I am, I'm glad. I'm glad the day I called on the Lord, I'm sealed until the day of redemption. He is my high tower. He has taken me to a place that is untouchable by our enemy, our enemy Satan. Verse number three, the Bible says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. David called upon the Lord and trusted him. David knew the Lord saved him from his enemies. We can trust him to not just save us from our enemies here on earth, but our number one enemy, the devil. He will save us. When we take full possession of all we have in Christ, it is easy to praise him. It is easy to say, as David said here, who is worthy to be praised. I want to say this morning, he is worthy to be praised. Wherever you're going to church this morning, wherever you, if you're teaching Sunday school, if you're going to worship, if you're going to preach, just remember, he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Praise God. He is worthy. Thankful. Thankful for all we have, all we possess in Christ Jesus, our Savior. He is worthy. I pray this message has been a blessing to you. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to invite you to join us to Riverside Baptist Church, 871 Riverside Drive, Asheville, North Carolina.